Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented, of course, as always, by DraftKings. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Most of you know that. Five teams, seven years. Thank goodness. Let me get these media gigs I have. So fun calling that Bengals-Vikings game Saturday on Westwood One. I actually have a game on Christmas Day, a week from today. Tommy Cutlets and the Giants against the Eagles. One week from the day, I'll be in the Westwood One booth. As you're driving home from Grandma's house or whoever's house, you can listen to your boy. New week means new winners. Very easy to be the spread the word winner. Really, if you quote post anything on Twitter, you got a great chance of winning. Absolutely love those of you that rate and review the show. On any of the podcast apps or Facebooks, just do that. Email me, Ross at RossTucker.com. You can win a little something, something. Hopefully a lot of you get the emails we sent we sent out because you found out how to get a guaranteed signed press pass. If you get a story from MyFrontPageStory.com, as well as the two, count them, two free Madden codes that we are giving out. You got to get the emails, though, to know about that. Uh, I told you about the sponsor confirmation email winner. can be any of our glorious sponsors, GameTime, Babbel, ExpressVPN, any of those that you hear on the show. Labatt, DoorDash, doesn't matter. And then YouTube shout out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Patron of the day, Quinn Dentler. We're still getting them. I love it. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Become a Tuckheads member be a part of our private community, which we love, and you get the even money betting spreadsheet every week. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross, what were your overall theme from Week 15 across the NFL? I'm glad you said Week 15 because in my mind, Jack, I usually just think Sunday themes, but it's not necessarily just Sunday themes. Um, I guess I got a, a few. I mean, first, I should probably mention, 
because it happened on Friday after we recorded, the Chargers did in fact fire not only Brandon Staley, but the general manager, Tom Telesco. Makes sense, right? I mean, highly, highly disappointing year. They kind of went all in from a salary cap standpoint. They have huge salary cap numbers on a lot of guys in 2024. That This was their all-in year. I mean, they're paying two wide receivers over $20 million a year, two edge rushers over $20 million a year, and they don't have anything to show for it. Uh, very, very disappointing year. Felt like a good time to clean house out there with the Chargers. You know, I guess some of the other things that jumped out to me, especially if you include Saturday as well, Jack, those three games, it's just such a week-to-week league, man. Like, all week, people will make proclamations this week about the Cowboys, about the Buffalo Bills, about the Detroit Lions, about the Denver Broncos, about the Ravens, about the Jags, about the whoever, based upon the most recent game. And that's fine. And that's that's natural. But like a week ago, the Cowboys destroyed the Eagles. Then they come out against the Bills, look like they don't even want to be there and get totally rolled, right? I mean, the Lions a week ago lost to the Bears and looked terrible. Then they come out and totally smash a Broncos team that had been on a roll. It's why most people that follow this closely and really know what they're talking about will talk more in perspective of really, I think it's the entire body of work with a heavy emphasis on the last three or four games. That's kind of how I look at it, kind of how I talk about it, especially when I do the power rankings and stuff. Because there was actually, Jack, a lot of blowouts um, over the weekend. Thankfully, I had one of the overtime games. It was amazing. I loved every second of it. We'll talk about it in a second. But like the three late games yesterday, I guess the commanders made it close, but that those were all blowouts. Even the Ravens pulled away from the Jags last night. There just wasn't that many great games. Really, it was Texans, Titans, and Browns-Bears yesterday were the best competitive games. You also realize this time of year, it's funny because like you get worked up, Jack, about these key injuries. Like, oh man, the Dolphins don't have Tyreek Hill. They, they destroyed the Jets anyway, right? Like, it didn't matter. Probably not uh, a, a real big boost to the Tyreek Hill MVP campaign, right? I mean, first of all, that he didn't play and didn't rack up any stats or whatever. And secondly, that they rolled without him. And then even like the Saints, that was probably Derek Carr's best game of the year without Chris Olave. So key injuries can play a big part in these games, but then – a lot of times we overstate them. And then unnecessary roughness penalties. I mean, I, I, can't, I don't think I've ever seen so many unnecessary roughness penalties in one day. How about just the Cowboys-Bills game? I mean, I felt like there were 10 unnecessary roughness penalties in the first half. And so many of them, like what were the Bills doing when Dak was running and sliding, taking shots at his head? I, I mean, I just, some of the decisions that some of these guys make, absolutely blow my mind away. You know what else blows my mind away, Jack? The fact that not everybody listening uses ExpressVPN. Happy holidays. It's the season of giving. 
but you've already given enough to your internet service provider. I'm not talking about the enormous internet bill you pay every month. Every time you go online without ExpressVPN, your provider, whoever it is, AT&T, Verizon, whatever, they see every website you visit. Yes, even if you're in incognito mode. On top of that, they're legally allowed to sell your browsing activity to third-party advertisers. I don't do it. I always have ExpressVPN on. The app encrypts and reroutes 100% of my data through their secure servers. So my provider can't see a thing. Couldn't be easier, by the way. Phone, laptop, whatever. And unlike your internet service provider, ExpressVPN is committed to your privacy. You've given enough to your ISP this year. It's time for you to start taking. So take back your internet privacy today with the VPN rated number one by TechRadar and Mashable. Visit expressvpn.com slash Tucker and get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Expressvpn.com slash Tucker to learn more. All right, Ross, we'll start the Bengals. They got a second chance in overtime. They beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-24. Awesome game. Awesome weekend, by the way. I mean, it was great, dude. Like, to see a couple of my good friends that happened to live in Cincinnati. Um, and I did it all, man. I did all. I had, like, the Rheingeist beer or whatever. Um, Friday and Saturday, I had Grater's ice cream. That might be my favorite ice cream in the country. I mean, I had to sit down and, like, list it. Grater's is so good. Oh, my gosh. Huge fan. And then at halftime of the Bengals game, Jack, I did the Skyline Chili. Eh. Eh. I mean, and I did it both. I literally had a guy from Cincinnati next to me. I'm like, okay, show me how to do it. I did the pasta with the chili sauce on top and the cheese. And then I did the Coney dog with the chili sauce on top. And the cheese. I could have done onions. I don't like onions. I'm anti-onions. I'm an anti-onionite. Anyway, it was fine. I didn't, like, hate it. I mean, I was pretty hungry, so I ate it. But, and what, like, as far as, like, I would never say to somebody, oh, my gosh, you got to get Skyline Chili. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that way. As for their, um, the food in the press box, I appreciate the fact that the Bengals have Skyline Chili at halftime like that. Like, know who you are, and for people coming out of town like me, have, like, your main thing at halftime or before the game. I have a healthy appreciation for that. Before the game, it was more like breakfast stuff. So they had eggs, like cinnamon rolls, kind of like bread pudding, sausage, bacon, just kind of like your standard breakfast. But then they also had, like, dogs and sausages and brats. Uh, they did have chicken breast. Um, I, I, I appreciate the Diet Mountain Dew out of the soda machine. Because of the variety, because of the Diet Mountain Dew, and because of them having what they do bet, like what their city's known for at halftime, I give them a solid B. As for the game, man, it was wild. I mean, the Vikings D was totally dominant for what, like the first three quarters? Felt like Browning had turned into a pumpkin. And then finally, Browning got hot late. I mean, some incredible throws. T. Higgins, who had a couple of bad drops earlier, made a couple of big-time plays, including that touchdown where he, like, 
skied for the ball and then did almost like a windmill backwards to put the ball over the pylon. Tremendous awareness. I thought Mullins for the Vikings was up and down, uh, but costly turnovers in the first half were really, really bad for Mullins. And then ultimately, they still had a chance in overtime. Back-to-back, they got stuffed on quarterback sneaks, which showed just how hard it really is. That was a brutal loss for the Vikings. Just brutal. I'm glad somebody else is with me in the fight against Onions, but we'll move forward to trouble. Seems it's like it's brewing in Pittsburgh after a 30-13 beatdown from the Colts. So I'm from closer to Philly, but I live more in central PA now. And so I have a bunch of guy buddies that are diehard Steelers fans. It's like unanimous, Jack. They're all ready to move on from Mike Tomlin. They feel like it's run its course and that a change of scenery would be good for him. They say they can't watch anymore. The Steelers were up 13-0 in that game. And they lost 30-13. to 30 unanswered. I mean, they're getting Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson pounding them on the ground with Zach Moss hurt and, and even Michael Pittman hurt. How, how is that the Pittsburgh Steelers getting pounded on the ground like that? Trubisky was so bad, he was benched for Rudolph. Basically, the only guy that felt like they came to play for the Steelers was T.J. Watt, a couple sacks. What else is new? Uh, the Colts' no-name defense, by the way, dominated. I mean, you look at the Colts, like Speed and Grover Stewart, a bunch of guys that people don't know that much. They played their arses off. Lions, they regain life after a few games, Skid. They blow out the Broncos, 42-17. By the way, watching the game, there was a sequence, I don't know if you saw it, Jack, where the Broncos scored touchdowns on three straight plays and got overturned, like the, the, the officials didn't call them touchdowns. The third down one, the Javante Williams one, that was close. But the second one, what was the kid's name, McMillan or whatever, like that wasn't even debatable. Like he clearly scored, although Peyton should have thrown the challenge flag. And then third down, Javante Williams, that was debatable. And fourth down, Miners was not offsides. It's so funny because it's like, Careful what you wish for, NFL, right? They wanted to do this thing where they would um, be tougher on uh, offensive offsides. It was their way to try to combat the brotherly shove. And now it's taken away like touchdowns and good plays for other teams. Very careful what you wish for. Golf was incredible in that game. Maybe his best game of the year. Against the Denver defense that had been playing pretty well How about these rookies, by the way, for the Lions? Brad Holmes, their GM, that dude knows what a football player looks like. Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, they're like, they're not like good for rookies. They're good for good. Like they're good for anybody right now. Uh, Mel Fonmu, by the way, had a really good game for the Lions. He deserves a lot of credit for how he played in that game as well. He had, I think he had a couple sacks and was. Uh, making plays down the field like on Sutton and Judy. It was impressive. Almost as impressive as how quickly Jack orders on DoorDash when the game goes to timeout or halftime or two-minute warning. You get the idea. That's your cue to order in. Get everything you want delivered while you root for your squad. So that means burgers, fries, drinks, you name it. And if you have a Dash Pass membership, You can get the new Wendy's Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger delivered. 
How about that? Right now, the loaded nacho cheeseburger is exclusively available with Dash Pass at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Jack, you can almost say it with me at this point, but you got to have it washed down like I'm going to be doing tonight, watching the Eagles and the Seahawks by drinking some of the Bat Blue Lights with your friends, family, live life to the power of we, perfect holiday light beer, Labatt Blue Light. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Carolina picks up their second win of the season, rainy conditions, 9-7. Terrible weather and rain. Uh, Bryce Young led a long, methodical, game-winning drive. Progress, Jack, progress. Uh, Just a terrible loss for the Falcons. Terrible. Um, It's the type of loss that could be the difference between Arthur Smith getting a fourth year or not. You can't lose to that bad of a Panthers team. You have the lead 7-6, and he did it again. Oops, he did it again. He had a red zone turnover. His name is Desmond Ritter. Can you tell that when I've been working out this week, Jack, I've been listening to 90s, like the 90s channel on my TV, Britney Spears. Anyway, Desmond Ritter. I mean, he. I'll give Desmond Ritter credit for this. When he turns it over, he really turns it over. I mean, he he leaves no doubt. He throws it right to the guy on the other team. The Flacco meter is off the charts. Cleveland's 9-5 with a 2017 win over the Bears. The Bears. You know what? I think is that, this might be the second week in a row, Jack, but I'm going to make the Browns my fourth quarter pick sponsored by HubSpot Sales Hub, the software that makes it easy to find track and close more deals all in one place so you can win Q4. How about the cardiac kids? Now, in fairness, a lot of you don't even know this, but the early 80s Browns won a lot of games like this. They were called the Cardiac Kids. That's before my time. I was born in 79. But these Browns are just different. I mean, they're winning games that they never would have won before. They've got Joe Flacco making crazy plays. The throw to Amari Cooper where there was like three Bears defenders. Like the fadeaway to Njoku. I mean, just unbelievable job by the Browns. And they still almost lost with the Mooney almost catching it on the Hail Mary, which was ridiculous. And the old Browns, Mooney would have caught it. That Mooney would have caught that, and it would have been absolute misery at the factory of sadness. But it's a new day in Cleveland. Give them a lot of credit for what they did there in that game. I mean, Flacco had three interceptions. They weren't all his fault. But a monster fourth quarter. I didn't even mention the throw to Marquise Goodwin. The Bears scored 14 points, but that was really off a couple of Flacco interceptions. They did not do very much. I mean, Montez Sweat was awesome, but part of that is because the Browns' offensive line totally in shambles from an injury standpoint, but the Bears did very little offensively. It was a step back, I thought. Step back for the Bears' D uh, offense, step forward for the Browns' D, which they needed. Tampa Bay now stands atop the NFC South with massive 34-20 win in Lambeau. How about that? I mean, this is why you can't... I, I left the Bucks for dead a few weeks ago. Shame on me. Baker Mayfield, perfect passer rating? On the road at Lambeau? Are you kidding? That's a bad loss for the Packers. I mean, they had some momentum. You lose on a Monday night to Marinara Mahomes, and then... You're playing at home? 
and you can't get a stop against Baker Mayfield, and you lose a game where Jordan Love actually plays pretty well, bad, 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 bad. Devin White says he can't play in the game, so then this guy I never even heard of, K.J. Britt, steps up, and he's flying all over the field making plays. That was awesome. Dolphins score a lot. Jets do jet things, and they're eliminated from the playoffs. 30 nothing. It's kind of funny, isn't it? That right when... Do you see the report, by the way, that Aaron Rodgers had like a one-handed jumping interception on at scout team defensive back in practice? Like, can you imagine a world with the alternate headline of Rodgers re-tears Achilles as a scout team defensive back? Like, can, like, just think about that. Think about that. That is the most Jetsiest Jets th- headline I've ever seen. Anyway, Jets' offense was putrid. I mean, Zach Wilson leaves the game. First, they say he's dehydrated. Then they say he's a head in, has a head injury, but he's not in the. It's not a concussion protocol. So, what head injury is it? Did he cut his cheek? Like, what? What are we even talking about? I mean, the Jets' defense, offensive line, they've been maybe the worst unit in the league this year. Bradley Chubb, career day, three sacks, two tackles for loss. Raheem Mostert breaks the. Rushing touchdown record for the Dolphins? It's pretty sweet. Dude, they've had Zonka and guys like that. Pretty sweet. New Orleans picks up a must-win game over the Giants, 24-6. to Derek Carr had his best game for the Saints right when he needed it and Dennis Allen needed it badly. I mean badly. Uh, Tommy Cutlets was under duress the entire game. I think he got sacked seven times. Tano Passanio. Former Villanova Wildcat had the best game of his life. And Alvin Kamara, even though he missed the first three games this year, Jack, goes over 1,000 scrimmage yards yet again. Seven straight years to start his career. Houston gets it done overtime over the Titans, 19-16. Just a gigantic game for the Texans. To win that game without Stroud on the road, are you kidding me? When you're down 13-0 after the Case Keenum pick six, Texans defense was that's what won the game for him. Derrick Henry, nothing. Hopkins, nothing. Made life tough for Levis. And offensively, it was mainly just Devin Singletary, who's had like a total rebirth in Houston. Kansas City avoids getting zapped 27-17. Rasheed Rice, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire were the stars for the Chiefs on offense. They they can't trust Kadarius Tony. He can't play anymore. They got to get him off the field. Seriously. I mean... The ball goes right through his hands for another interception. Get him off the field, Andy, please. He's more trouble than he's worth. Uh, I thought Zappi was actually okay till that bad interception in the third quarter as the injuries. Strange, Hunter Henry, more the same for the Patriots. San Francisco pummels Arizona on the road, 45-29. Their offense is unstoppable. I mean, right now their offense is just unstoppable. Purdy, another ridiculous day. Christian McCaffrey, like he's getting like 200 yards of offense a week. They're both, they are both in my mind, legitimate MVP candidates. Like they could both finish in the top five. Debo had two more touchdowns. I think the one interesting thing was that the Niners run defense struggled in this game. Um, with Connor and DiMercato both having long runs and pretty nice days. But the Kyler pick six to Traverius Ward, that effectively ended the game. I mean, it was actually a – the Cardinals were kind of hanging until that. 
Rams move into the seventh seed with a 28-20 win against the Commanders. They they it was like 28-7 I think, and they let the Commanders score a couple touchdowns. Um, I, Ron Rivera doesn't understand the whole thing we talked about on Wednesday's Ross Tucker Football Podcast with Fezzik about when to go for two. Like we literally went over it on Wednesday. Ron Rivera, evidently not a Ross Tucker Football Podcast listener or viewer on YouTube. Come on, Ron. Like it's not hard. Anyway, uh, Kyron Williams, gigantic game, but he had two costly fumbles. The, it was actually Jacoby Brissett that brought the commanders back in that game, but Rivera says Hal will still be the quarterback next week. And Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. I'm always amazed that like Cooper Cup can get that wide open. Like if you're not covering Cooper Cup, who are you covering? After Buffalo has fully realized the concept of running the football, they've turned into a juggernaut, blowing out the Cowboys 31-10. I mean, that was something else. The, the, imagine if I had said on Friday's uh, picks show, Jack, I think Josh Allen is going to throw for less than 100 yards, but the Bills are going to beat the Cowboys 31-10. Like, that would have been laughable. But James Cook had an amazing day. I'll say this. I thought the Cowboys were pretty much a total no-show. I mean... And I've seen that happen from teams that go up to Buffalo. But it wasn't even that cold. Like, sometimes when it's, like, really cold, they play like crap. It wasn't even that cold. They just, I mean, they could not get off blocks. They didn't want to tackle. That was, like, a big-time no-show by the Cowboys. Jaguars lose their third game in 13 days to the Ravens, 23-7. They had so many chances, too. I mean, they had so The first half, the Jags got into the Ravens' territory Four times. Deep into their territory, zero points. Two missed field goals, Trevor Lawrence fumble, and then just brutal end of the first half, clock mismanagement. Lamar Jackson remains ridiculous. And that Isaiah Likely connection is clicking, which is huge. Big loss, though, for the Ravens losing Keaton Mitchell, their star running back. And now it sounds like Trevor Lawrence is in the concussion protocol as well. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out myfrontpagestory.com. It is not too late to get your loved one an amazing story written by a professional author all about them and get me to sign a press pass and send it to you, guaranteed. Backofficeschedule.com, go-bangles.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sportaculture, and pizza boy brewing.